so I really just been thinking a lot about the things that we need to be successful athletes, to be successful coaches, and to be successful in life. And this week, the word commitment came to my mind. Commitment. Are we committed? What are the things that we are committed to? You know, as I prepare for each episode, I do a decent amount of research. And one of the articles that I came about just asked the question, are you a really committed athlete? Are you a really committed athlete? And so that is what we're going to talk about in this episode is just commitment. I'm going to say it, man, but commitment really is a difference maker. It could be the difference maker between being a good athlete or being a great athlete. Commitment could be the difference maker in being a good coach versus being a great coach. Commitment is huge. It is huge and it is important for the success, not only as individuals, but for team success as well. Commitment is very, very important. You know, some people, if you ask that question, how committed are you? I feel as though a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, I'm really, really committed. But the reality is their commitment is very low. I'm going to be very honest. Some people say that they're committed just because they show up to practices and games. Practices. We're talking practice. Going to practice does not mean that you are committed. There's a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches even who show up to practice, but they're not committed. Why? Because their heart's not really there. You might have the high school athlete who shows up to practice because it's a part of their extracurricular grade. Maybe you have a college athlete who goes to practice because they're simply on a scholarship, but their hearts are not there. You have coaches who go up to practice because it's my job. I'm getting a paycheck. And if I don't, then I get fired and I don't get paid. Some coaches just coach just for the money. So showing up to practice and showing up to a game is not a key indicator that you are committed. Commitment goes deeper than that. Commitment goes much deeper than that. The reality is this. Committed athletes, committed coaches, they are committed to doing things that other athletes and coaches just aren't doing. That, my friend, is the difference maker. That is the difference maker. So as an athlete, what are some things that committed athletes do? Well, truth be told, this looks different for each athlete. For some, the commitment level goes so deep that they are mindful of their nutrition. They recognize that better nutrition will equal a healthier body and a healthier body will equal a better athlete. So they take their commitment level to their nutrition. For some people, it comes down to the amount of rest that they get. They're working so hard every single day, day in and day out, that they recognize the value of rest because when they rest, their body can repair itself and re-energize itself for the next day of those workouts. And speaking of workouts, those committed athletes, man, they're grinding. They are putting in the work. After practice, they're staying after practice to get up 100 more shots, 200 more shots. During the week, you know, they're waking up early in the day to work out. Man, people don't realize this, but professional athletes are great. Why? It's their job to take care of their bodies. They wake up, they eat, they work out, then they head to the gym or they head to the field. 
and then they cool down and then they do it again. Like that's their job. They are focused on maintaining strength, maintaining flexibility, building endurance. These are things that they're paid to do. Well, for younger athletes, high school, college athletes, college coaches, we have to be committed to doing those same things. We have to work on ourselves. Committed athletes, committed coaches, they know their strengths. They're aware of their strengths. They're aware of those weaknesses that they have. And then they commit to making their strengths stronger and improve upon their weaknesses. They stay focused. Man, they stay focused. It's difficult sometimes to stay focused during practice. They stay focused during practice. They stay focused during the game. For some, it might be goal setting. They set goals that they want to accomplish each season. For many people, it's just they embrace adversity. You know, we're all going to face adversity. A lot of committed athletes, they embrace it, and they recognize that it's a part of the process. And that's one thing that I really want you to understand. A committed athlete, they love the process. They more focus on the process than they do the result. You have a lot of athletes, uncommitted athletes, who want the result of winning, but they're not committed to the process of doing what it takes to put themselves in the position to win. Don't complain when you don't have success in the win category when you have not put in the work outside of the season. Committed athletes, they put in that work and they are committed to the process. Man, embrace the process. So those are just some things, right, that committed athletes, committed coaches do. But that's not that's not everything that they do. That's just some things. And like I said, it might look different for you uh, in your circumstance. So when you're committed, you're not doing these extra things because your coach is telling you to, because a parent is telling you to, because a friend is telling you to, you do those things because you recognize just how important it is to your overall success. You recognize the importance of it. You don't forget how important it is. And then you are committed to doing what you have to do to become your absolute best. That is something that separates that committed athlete or the committed coach from the non-committed athlete or coach. They do what they have to do to become their best. Are you doing that today? Are you fully committed? Don't wait for somebody else to tell you to get up and run that mile today. You get up and just go run that mile. Why? Because you know how important running that mile is. Being committed, it doesn't mean that you're so overly focused that you don't have time for anything else. Of course you have time, but remember, if you are focused, you have that focused time and that focused energy, and you're not wasting that time, which then frees up more time to do other things. Maybe it's hanging out with friends. Maybe it's reading. I don't know what it is, but staying focused on the task at hand allows you to free up some time to do other things. So look, man, I cannot guarantee that you being a committed athlete is going to make you the best athlete. No, every single person, they have a cap. You are going to be as good as you want to be, but there's a ceiling on that. I can work out as hard as I want to, but I'm not going to possess the skill of some of the greatest basketball players to possess the game. 
But that's not the goal. My goal is not to be somebody else. My goal is to be the best athlete that I can be. My goal is to be the best coach that I can be. When you are committed, really, really committed, you will experience great enjoyment and satisfaction in your journey. And that's a great thing. You can look back and say, you know what? I don't have any regrets. Why? Because I was fully committed. I put in the work. I did what I had to do to be the best that I could be. There will be no regrets. There will be no regrets. Man, this thing of being committed, I promise you, it contributes to learning so many life lessons. You begin to learn things about yourself and you begin to learn things about life as well. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love sport. A lot of the lessons that were learned in sport, I was able to transfer into other aspects of my life. And so for you, that listener who is an athlete, who is a coach, who is a sports enthusiast, take the lessons that you have learned throughout sport, throughout athletics, and transfer them into other aspects of your life, whether it's your work ethic, whether it's your drive and dedication, or whether it's what we're talking about today commitment. Transfer it into other aspects of your life as well. I know I spent a lot of time talking about commitment and this episode is going to be longer than most episodes that I usually record. And that's because I really want to hit on this topic. It is so, so important and commitment is indeed a difference maker. I want us to be able to see that. This is something that is really in my heart that I'm really just trying to share today. And so we're going to go to 1 Kings. When I look in 1 Kings chapter 8, this is Solomon. Chapter 8, verse 17 says, My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own flesh and blood, he is the one who will build the temple for my name. Verse 20, the Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded, David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel just as the Lord promised, and I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. So, just to set this up, Solomon, he finished building the temple for God. He dedicated it to God. He brought the ark to the temple. So now what I'm going to do is fast forward in this same chapter. Now we are in verse 56. So this is a prayer of Solomon. I'm going to first read from the NIV starting in verse 56. Praise be to the Lord who has just given rest to his people Israel, just as he has promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. May the Lord your God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us nor forsake us. May he turn our hearts to him to walk in obedience to him and keep the commands, decrees, and laws he gave our ancestors. And may these words of mine, which I have prayed before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, that he may uphold the cause of his servant, 
and the cause of his people Israel according to each day's need, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is no other. And may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands as at this time. As at this time. May your hearts be fully committed to the Lord. That's a question that I'm going to ask. Are you fully committed to the Lord? Is your heart fully committed to the Lord? When we look at a commentary from the King James Version, King James Version said, Let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord your God, to walk in his statutes, to keep his commands as at this day. So we're talking about a sincerity in our love for God. These people, they were united in their worship, and they were in constant obedience to him. They walked in his statutes. They kept his, his commandments as at this day. So as at this day, they hadn't fallen into idolatry. They hadn't fallen yet, but they were on fire for the Lord. They were on fire for the Lord. Reading from God's word translation, may your hearts be committed to the Lord, our God. Then you will live by his laws and keep his commands as you have today. So this was Solomon's prayer. He prayed that the people would know God, that he is God, that they would know his commands and that their hearts were fully committed to God, fully committed at all times, at all times. I'm going to just say it like this, man. As we go through life, it's very easy to show commitment to God when we are at like a special event. Let's just say you have a, a well-known pastor or a preacher or a guest speaker come to town. We see a lot of people hold these huge conferences, you know, where we have thousands of people coming to attendance to watch and listen. It's easy to be on fire after you have heard a phenomenal speech or a phenomenal sermon. You leave that day saying, yes, I am fully, fully committed. But then you get home and that commitment just wears off. That happens to a lot of people. Happens to a lot of people. Happens in the church a lot. I love camps, you know, a lot of youth camps taking place and you see a lot of kids just on fire for the Lord. Some maintain that fire and some they struggle with it. Happens to adults all the time. Happens to adults as well. One day they hear something. Yes, I am committed. The next day they hear something different and that commitment wears off. That commitment wears off. Sometimes that commitment that they once had, maybe they had it for a week or a month, it wears down because of other people. You see, some people are ashamed of the gospel. They're ashamed of their belief. So when somebody else hears that you were a Christian or you're a believer, it causes some people just to kind of shrink back. It causes them to back down. It causes them to stop talking about God. If you are committed, you don't stop talking about the Lord. You keep his word on your lips. You meditate on it day and night. You obey the things that are written in it. Nothing should deter a committed heart away from God. 
But it happens. It happens. You know, we have a lot of people who say they're fully committed Christians and fully committed believers. And on Sunday, oh, yeah, that commitment level, it's high. Their hands are raised in worship. They're singing. They're engaged. They're flipping through their Bible or their Bible app on their phone. And they are there. Even that afternoon, they're still feeling good. But when Monday hits, they go back and they start watching things they shouldn't be watching. They start doing things they shouldn't be doing. Come on, y'all. We got to be better than that. Where is the commitment level to the Lord if when you have opportunity, you spend that opportunity indulging in things that you know you shouldn't be indulging in? Where's that commitment when you go back and you start watching things that you know you shouldn't be watching? Is your heart really committed? Or are you just saying that you're committed? Are you just saying that you're committed. It's tough. I know. I get it. But I'm also just being real right now. And I'm going to be very real when I say this. We have a lot of part-time committed Christians. We have a lot of part-time committed Christians. I remember back in the day when I was younger, I was working a part-time job at UPS. Worked about 20 hours Per week, full-time job, you're usually working 40 hours. I was working half of that. And honestly, I didn't work at UPS very long because my heart wasn't even committed to that job. I was a part-time committed employee at UPS at a part-time job. Well, the reality of our lives is this. Many of us listening today, many people in our society, we are part-time Christians. We're part-time Christians. We spend, you know, that 10, 20 hours a week being committed, but the rest of the week ain't a sight of commitment at all in our hearts. We are part-time Christians. I'm going to put it to you another way. We have a lot of people who are all in with their political beliefs, all in. They have no reservations talking about their political stance. We have more people who are committed to their political beliefs than they are to the God who created them in the first place. We have more people who are committed to Monday night football than they are to their Lord and Savior. We have more people who are committed to college football than they are to the God of the universe. We have people who are more committed to their sport than they are to the God of the universe. We have more people who are more committed to their phones and to social media than they are to their God. Where is our commitment? This commitment to God is not a part-time commitment. It's a full-time commitment. But where is your heart at today? Are you fully committed? Or are you just a part-time believer? When things go wrong, where does your heart turn to? Does your heart turn to God or does it turn back to your old ways and your old habits? As you can see, this is something that is heavy on me because commitment really is a difference maker. But yet when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our belief, 
we say we're committed, but in reality, that commitment is very, very small. So ask yourself today, how committed are you to God? If we are truly following Jesus, we must be fully committed at all times. When this happens, this doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life. I have actually found that life has become more enjoyable with a full commitment to Christ. That's one misconception that a lot of people have to break. Being fully committed doesn't mean that your life will now just be dull and boring. It's the exact opposite. Those who are fully committed to following God and and really following Jesus, they don't do it because their pastor tells them to do it. They don't do it because a parent tells them to do it or a friend or their spouse. They do it because they realize just how important being committed to God really is. They do it because they realize how important following Jesus really is. And it's something that they don't forget. You don't have to tell me to follow Christ. I'm going to do it anyway because I know how important it is. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us, that whoever believes in him, they will not perish, they will not die, but they will have eternal life. While we are here on this earth, it is a temporary place, but while we are indeed here, we must be committed. We are being transformed and shaped into the image of Christ. That's not gonna happen with a part-time commitment to God. It's not going to happen if you're a part-time believer or a part-time follower, but you will be shaped if you are fully committed. Commitment to Christ is the difference maker. Commitment to Christ is the difference maker. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness. I pray today that I would know you more, that the listener would know you more on a personal level. Lord, fill our hearts, fill our lives, take our lives, make us, help us to be fully committed to you. We are all likely to wander away from you. So God, I ask that you in your great love would give us great love for you, that you would give us a great desire to walk in your ways, and to joyfully obey your word. Lord, may we all live by your standards as we go through this day, as we go through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.